What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the quick cast powered by the Black Mary Death Free Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday. Uh, I'm trying to get this episode up to you guys. This is the midweek dose, of course, of the Black Mirror and Every Podcast. The main episode drops every Sunday evening, Monday morning. And the quick cast. Yes, thank you. Thank you for my applause. It's a little late, but I appreciate y'all. Uh, the quick cast drops every uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So we're coming to you Thursday on today. How y'all doing, man? We don't, we don't, I feel like we don't talk that much anymore. Like, how are you guys doing? I want to take this this moment to thank everybody who's been downloading the Black Mary Day Free podcast, who's been rocking with us since the beginning. I truly appreciate you. Me and Shira truly appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you. Please do us a huge favor and leave us a five star review if you haven't already. We the, the reviews are huge because it makes it lets the algorithm know that they're that we're active right just us dropping the podcast alone don't necessarily make us visible to new listeners so what helps is that our current listeners that it's just like the economy it helps for you guys to spend money in the economy right that 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 gives the economy some some movement and it the market is moving so in the same vein that's the same way podcasts work. That's the same way content in general works. So if you all could assist us and help this Black Married and Free podcast economy move by sharing your thoughts on the podcast. If you're a Spotify listener, you can comment on every podcast. Let us know what you think, what you think about the episode, your comments. And we always reshare those on the platform so that everyone can see them. If you're a podcast listener, if you listen on uh, Apple, on you know Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five star review. Those are huge. You could just say a little something like, "Hey, I really enjoy Marcus and Shire. Hey, you know they keep it they keep it 100 in regards to finance, and we love it. Anything, five star reviews, we really appreciate those. So let's get active, y'all. Um, we're going to be at the top of the year. Me and Shire, we took a huge break from Instagram. A huge break from YouTube. We're going to start doing the video pods again, right? One thing we know that the more things change or the more things, uh, the longer you do something, the more things change. And podcasting is changing. It's now video. It's all video. When me and Shire were doing video, it was just like a plus or an extra piece to the podcast but now it's really video pods and the audio is what is kind of secondary so we're going to go back to recording the video for these podcasts but we need you all to get active the last thing we want to do is record video edit video post video tag the video uh, do the cover art do all this stuff and then like two people are watching it. you know what i mean like we don't want to have wasted movements. We preach that in regards to finance, no wasted movement. Everything has to be intentional. Everything has to be for a reason. And so we want to take the same approach when we're producing and creating content. So let us know, y'all. Let us know if that's something you guys want. 
Um, and if it is, we're going to go ahead and, and we're going to turn that faucet back on. So let's get to it, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today on the quick cast. Before we move forward, this has just, you know, unfolded in recent hours. So we're going to hear from the president of the United States of America, President Joseph Biden. When I ran for president, I vowed to fix our broken student loan program. Because while college degree is still the ticket to the, uh, a better life, that ticket has become excessively expensive. We fixed what was called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, which was designed originally to make sure school teachers, firefighters, social workers, and other public servants can get their student loans forgiven if they make 10 years of payments and do 10 years of public service. By the time I took office, that program had been placed for in place for nearly 15 years. But because of red tape, only 7,000 borrowers had been helped. We fixed that and made sure borrowers got credit for every single payment they made. As a result of these changes, today I'm announcing my administration has approved an additional $9 billion in relief for 125,000 borrowers. As I said at the time, I believe the court's decision to strike down my student debt relief program is wrong but I promised I wouldn't give up. Since then, my administration has been pursuing a new approach, grounded and under a different law, the Higher Education Act. This act allows the Secretary of Education to compromise, waive, or release loans under certain circumstances. My administration will continue to use every tool at our disposal to help ease its burden of student debt so more Americans can, free to, can be free to achieve their dreams. It's good for our economy, it's good for our country, and it's going to change their lives. Okay, so initial thoughts. Boy, 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 was Joseph struggling at the end there. I mean, man, he is showing his age. And this isn't a political thing, but I know old when I see it. And God bless him. I hope to be, to live to 100 my, my, myself. But, whew, boy, he struggled through that one. But the news is what we want to talk about so while the biden administration hasn't been able to like wipe out all of the student loan debt that they originally thought they would be able to because the supreme court shut that down they have been doing little things and creating these these different uh bills to help and one thing that he strengthened is is the student loan forgiveness program now we've talked about that on pods before on how that program was never really operating at its optimum optimum level right like you were if you worked as a public uh in public service for 10 years and you made payments towards your student loan debt for like 10 years they were supposed to you were supposed to audit you know be eligible for student loan forgiveness and there were many people that were saying yo this thing is kind of a farce statistics were showing that the the amount of people that were actually getting the forgiveness were very small like a very small percentage of people so people were like kind of losing faith in that and he to his credit said well if this program is here let's just put some umph behind this and really start going back and running the numbers on people that have made the, the payments let's start giving them credit for those payments and let's start qualifying these individuals for this program that that 
that was already in place. This is not a new program. What he's doing is strengthening a program that already existed. So I can't get mad at that. Um, I can't get mad at that at all, man. I mean, will this look anytime the government decides to spend money, if it's giving money to help uh, the war in Russia, if it's giving money to help this country or that country or stimmies or whatever it is, it, we're going to fill it on the back end. Like, don't think we're not going to fill it on the back end. It, it, it weakens the dollar when we just kind of print money for these different things. But the the idea here is an investment, right? You invest in people who will be folks that that strengthen the economy. If I if I'm able to uh, relieve your student loan debt, the hope and the thought is is that you'll take that degree. You'll be a high earning individual. You'll then take that money from that high paying job and you'll be able to reinvest it into the economy buying purchasing doing all the things that we love to do and so i i get the idea is sometimes it's like it costs money to make money but you know we'll see we'll see but uh that that is some definitely some important news that came down so i wanted to touch on that i also want to touch on some different things man uh Let's talk about the housing market a little bit, guys. I, 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 if you've noticed, I've slowed down on my housing market rhetoric because it's just been more of the same. Um, as you know, kind of me and Shire's call to not fame, but one of the things that we really have trumpeted and uh, been a forefront of is real estate investing specifically out of state real estate investing right getting out of your state that may be more expensive that may have a more um that may have a market that is harder to to invest in and getting out into markets that are more cost effective and 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 making money that way right and we've championed that and we and we do that we're currently we have five properties and we we actually just uh relisted a property on the market that the tenant left I'll get into I'll probably share that story a little bit later, but we're still active real estate investors, right? That hasn't changed, but I haven't been really talking about it heavy because of the current market climate, right? The interest rates and, um, you know, shout out to uh, the coach Carson podcast, man. I had a friend, uh, that I've recently made in the music space that reached out to me. He stumbled on my interview with coach Carson on his platform talking about uh, our real estate investing journey and he was like yo man i didn't know like i want to i want to you know know this part of of you and i want to learn more about real estate uh so you know we're, we're set to probably connect and talk about that but it was refreshing because i haven't really been we haven't really been doing a lot of talking about the real estate market because man these interest rates are crazy right and it's it's harder to to invest in the way we invest now than it was even a year or two ago. But there's still, you know, there, there's always a way. There's always a way to do it. But it kind of got me thinking and excited about real estate again. And then today I looked at this from Investatopia. 30-year mortgage rates rise to yet another historic high. So right now, 
as of this is as of October 3rd, so two days ago, the interest rate for 30 year fixed reached with a 760 FICO score. Anything 740 and up, you're getting the same type of interest, right? So those people with that want to scream from the mountaintops about an 800 credit score, you, you qualify for the same rates as somebody with a 740 credit score okay and so let's just kill that that misnomer right there but if you cross the 740 mark you're a uh you're a you can command a a top level interest rate well for those folks with 760 which is really good you're still getting a 30-year fixed interest rate at 8.13 that is as of october 3rd so today is the fifth so it could be higher it could be lower but man did that did that just take my heart right out of my chest you know uh the interest is just crazy it's it's, it's really high right now and that is affecting the market in a very big way uh i stumbled on another article that says the housing experts uh, say that an 8% mortgage rate does not seem unlikely. Of course, it doesn't seem unlikely. Like we're there, we're there. So let's let's really dig on this, y'all. Let, let, let's see what the forecast is. It says, uh, let's see here. At the beginning of the year, it was widely expected that the mortgage rates would fall to around 6% by the end of 2023. However, now the question is whether rates will stay at 8%. Uh, let's go. It goes on to say that as rates surged to a 23-year high, demand for home purchase purchases experience is worst week in nearly three decades since 1996. I remember 1996. 96 was a good year, man. I, I, I like... 95 96 was like if i can go back in a time capsule i would go back to like 95 96 like that was just great yeah the bulls were great cartoons were dope like i just yeah but anyway that was a sidetrack but yeah y'all the interest is 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 still creeping up so like i want you guys to get active in the comment section or in the review section um if you're on apple Podcasts, like what are your thoughts on this housing market? I go on platforms like Bigger Pockets, which is a great resource um, for real estate investors. And, you know, I say I shared before this recession really got cooking that like the, the content creation space around finance and real estate are going to be interesting as the economy and the real estate market worsens because we've only seen these platforms grow during good markets. Even take me and Shire's platform, for instance, we only blew up during the best part of the real estate market, the best part of the stock market. Like that's when all these people that you see in the financial literacy space all rode the wave of a 10 year outstanding market. And now 
what are these platforms doing? What are they saying? And, you know, it's very interesting to see the content that they create now. What me and Shire have decided to do is to just lean in on the reality of things. Like, you know, this is the place where we're going to, we've always been super transparent and we've always been super realistic in what is happening and what you can do based on what's happening. Like you, some people's message doesn't change. Like the market is great and they say, do this. The market is terrible and they're still telling you to do this. And it's like, nah, maybe you might want to pivot. Maybe you might want to readjust. Maybe you might want to recalibrate and, and, you have to be okay with that. Businesses do it all the time. And your family finances, your family financial plan is like a business. It's a mini business, right? And so you have to be able to adjust, to pivot, to change course. Uh, and so, you know, hopefully if you wanted to get into real estate investing, I don't want you to not. I don't want you to lose that fire. That's not what this is here to do. But this is here to show you that, hey, maybe I'm ha maybe I have to come to the table with all cash now, right? Maybe I have to come to the table with a different strategy than I did before. Um, so you know, you just you just want to keep that in mind. So, but but I I think it's very telling and very interesting that. The economists are saying these rates are going to go up. I've always said I see 10 uh, percent interest in, in, in the future. I want to just, you know, I was preaching that. I, I, I was like, let me just stop saying that because I don't want to be like a doomsday preacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, those of you who like are in the Christian church or, you know, are in the church at, at all. There's like different types of preachers, right? You got preachers that are uh, what they call prosperity, like you know, you know, you, you, you know that are that will tell you, uh, you know, what, what what wealth and wealth and riches are for you, and God wants you to do it. Like that's all they talk about. And then you got doomsday preachers that's like, yo, man, the end of the world is coming. Y'all need to get right. This, you know what I mean? This it, 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 God is coming back tomorrow. You know, you got those type. I didn't want to be that type when it comes to the real estate market. Just always preaching like it's going to be bad interest, interest, interest. But it's the reality, man. And we have to check in on that and, and really understand that and figure out, well, well what is going to be our pivot? What are we going to do? Am I going to save my money? Right. I can't. Dang, I wanted to really jump into this real estate market, but it's not looking good. I'm going to save that money that I was going to spend as a down payment when interest were lower. Now I'm going to just stack that up or I'm going to put that up. I'm going to put that in a high yield savings account. I'm going to put that in a, a certificate of deposit and let it sit. I'm going to put it in the stock market now. I'm just going to go all stock market. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You have to think about what's going to be your new strategy. Uh, so, yeah. Let's 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 move on. I saw a topic that was blowing up black Twitter. <sighs> Jay-Z, we got to talk about this now. Jay-Z was on a podcast. This, this podcast happened almost a year ago. Like Kevin Hart was doing a podcast show where he was interviewing like 
high level people and they were drinking wine in a winery or whatever and he interviewed jay-z and i watched this whole interview like about a year ago right but it's just this clip is just now making its rounds where jay-z talks about how he likes to go to family events but sometimes when he goes you know you be in the living room and cousin so-and-so will hit you up and say like yo man i need forty-eight thousand or forty-eight hundred dollars and I'm gonna flip it and turn it into two million. I just need you to give me that seed money. You know what I mean? And Jay Z says that he he tells them no, it doesn't work like that. And that clip that that was the pretty much the extent of the clip, right? Him and Kevin Hart laughed. When I first saw it, I laughed. Didn't think anything of it. Well, a year later, here comes this clip going viral, and Black Twitter is pretty much roasting him. Right, saying, man, he worth two billion dollars and he can't give cousin forty eight hundred. What's that? You know what I mean? And people start listing Jeff Bezos and Donald Trump and uh Elon Musk. All their fathers gave them seed money. You know, the guy who invented GoPro got the seed money uh to do this and do that. And my pushback is those people got money from their father not they not their third cousin you know what i'm saying like that's totally different and i'm sure jay-z would if his son or his or one of his sons i, I think he has twins i think him and beyonce got twins he has one son at least might have twin boys i'm not sure or blue ivy asked him for some seed money he'd give them anything in the world but that's different from giving a cousin some money. And here's my thing. If you come to me with a solid business plan, I'm with that. I'm with that. You know what I mean? If I could, if I see potential in it, if I see, well, I'll get at least my money back. Maybe I even make a little bit more. I could see that. But to say you give me 4,800 and I'm going to flip it to 2 million. That doesn't it doesn't work like that. I think that's what he was trying to say. And people were getting hung up on the amount of money that he was talking about. Forty eight hundred dollars. He just threw out a. He just threw out a number and we got to stop doing that, y'all. We got to stop creating straw men. I watch a lot of debate television, sports debate television, a lot of political debate television. I consider myself a good uh, debater. I like to debate. I love the art. It's like I love the sport of debate. And to be a good debater, you must be an excellent listener. And many times we're so quick to argue our point that we start doing this thing where we create straw men arguments in our opposition. What are you talking about, Marcus? I don't like what you're saying. I know that you're saying something I don't like, right? Either that's either this is a debate format so i know it's me versus you or you started off with something i didn't like right so i immediately start looking i immediately start looking for a comeback instead of hearing the total complete thought and with just jay-z thing people started getting hung up on the number forty eight hundred dollars and man forty eight hundred dollars ain't nothing to you man that's like that's like a quarter to a billionaire he is not so you've created a straw man argument 
on the amount of money he wants to give or he won't give his cousin when what he's trying to explain to you is the idea of me giving you anything it is a he created a fictitious scenario y'all and y'all want to argue the amount now see so y'all not even trying to break down his argument in totality you want to pick out this one little point well look at look at that amount that, that, that that's not a lot y'all we gotta stop doing that we do that a lot we did that with the tyler perry thing well all the man's gonna do is pay the light bill that's it light bill that ain't nothing he's just using that as an example he doesn't literally mean just the light bill like could we could, could we be could we be adults and so yeah man they just been roasting jay in the comments and hey man i don't agree with everything that jay-z does and all this and that but for this one i understand the thought behind what he was saying we can't there's no way we're going to be able to get to where we want to get if we keep giving money to everybody and when you start getting into the wealth you know category people really are going to really start pulling on you and tugging on you and it happens a lot in our community but i always say this man i care about the four people in this house period period if i get extra it's for my kids if i get more extra once they cool it's for their kids if i get more extra than after that it's for their kids kids it's not for nobody outside these walls now well, does that mean i'm gonna be tight-fisted and stingy no but i'm not gonna rob my seed to give anybody else to make sure anybody else is straight outside this house like what type of man would i be if i was like oh i gave it all away to so-and-so man they needed it but my kids are sitting here looking at me like well i'm starving too and once my kids are full now i gotta worry about their kids that's gonna come after them that's how you're supposed to do it and my thing is if everybody thinks like that we won't have no broke cousins if everybody take care of their house and take care of their 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 responsibilities their kids their kids kids and on down the line we literally will break all of that uh cousins and family members pulling on others will break that cycle because that means someone in, in their, down their line is handling their business. Now he, they don't need to cross over to my lane and ask me for mine. That's how I look at it. And it, it, it has a start with me. Because if I don't check that and tell cuz no or tell auntie no or tell big mama no, I can't do that. Then I'm, I'm keeping that cycle going of people crossing into others lanes to get and pull from I'm taking care of my lane, period. That's all I'm doing. I employ you and I be it would behoove you to do the same. And then if we all take care of ours, we'll have a stronger, wealthier community. I truly think so. But that's just my thoughts, man. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Like I said, in the review section of this podcast, let me know what you think. If you agree, if you disagree, I don't care. I just want to know. All right, y'all, that's all I got for this episode. Till next time, we out. Peace.